0: Everyone, my name is Michael. My Dharma name is Won Yong. And today I'm going to offer you some reflections on the Yohan Sang vow. And I'm going to finish up with some special concentration on grace as expressed in the Yohan Sang vow. Um, so i uh, I think the Owansang vow is very exciting as a teaching for us to look at and understand. We chant it daily and weekly, and uh, I wonder how deeply people look into what it's saying and what it means, not that I 'm claiming to understand it all the way. So the Yowansan vow in I believe uh, for what it's worth, is divided into four parts. An introduction, um, speaking about permanence, speaking about impermanence, and then speaking about the vow and our practice and pulling it all together. So, beginning with the introduction, ilwan is the realm of samadhi beyond words and speech. Okay, we've already We've already jumped in with both feet into the deep end. The realm of samadhi beyond words and speech. That indicates that Ilwan might be experienced in deep meditation but even if it's experienced, we're not going to be able to say a lot about it really. The experience that we have. You might say Ilwan is the source of everything in the universe. Or at least the source of what we can experience in the universe. goes on to say the gateway of birth and death transcending being and non-being. So immediately it says we can't really understand this. Um, it's the gateway of birth and death. so beginning and ending, and then it says immediately, transcending being and non-being. So it's kind of like both at the same time. It's pretty interesting. The origin of heaven and earth, parents, fellow beings, and laws, which is the fourfold grace, the true nature of all Buddhas, enlightened masters, unenlightened people, and sentient beings, the true nature of all living sentient beings, Maybe the true nature of everything. Okay, then it goes on to talk about permanence. Ilwan manifests as both permanence and impermanence. Viewed as permanence, Ilwan unfolds into an infinite world that is ever abiding, spontaneous, just as it is. This paragraph refers to the truth of Ilwan's song and where it's expressed that as permanent Ilwan is unmoving, unchanging, infinite, eternal, with nothing ever arising and ceasing, nothing ever presenting itself. It's the background, the space. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate truth of reality. But it's also um, it also is the manifestation that we experience in conventional reality, viewed as impermanence. Ilwan unfolds into infinite worlds through the cycle of formation, duration, decay, and extinction of the universe and the birth-aging illness and death of all beings. So this unchanging, infinite, and unmarked, permanent space somehow manifests into this impermanent, constantly changing universe of experience that we Experience, somehow and everything that we understand and deal with in our daily lives comes as an expression of Ilwan and yet is totally different than the ultimate nature of Ilwan and yet isn't because this impermanent nature is also the nature of Ilwan as impermanent According to how we use our minds and bodies, in the four forms of birth, we transform through the six realms of existence. In other words, what we do and what we think and what we say somehow has an impact on this universe, especially our own universe. It changes the way we actually experience the world. It can move us from a realm of misery and distress, a hell realm, just by using our minds and bodies in, a, in, a, in an appropriate way can move us into a heavenly realm. We can progress or we can regress with grace arising from harm or harm from grace. It's up to us, we have a choice. Again, as part of and then, well, so what do we do with this? what what you know, what, okay, this is pretty amazing stuff, and you know it's it's deep and profound, and I'm sure I've covered about a iota of it and but then, what do we do? So the third part, or the fourth part, I should think, yeah, the fourth part, sorry, is therefore we unawaking beings vow to practice wholeheartedly. Modeling ourselves after Ilwan Song, the Dharmakaya Buddha, by cultivating our minds and bodies deeply, knowing human affairs and universal principles thoroughly, and using our minds and bodies skillfully. So how do we use our minds and bodies to progress rather than regress? Well, here's the answer that Master Satya San gives us. We have the threefold practice cultivating our minds and bodies, meditation and deep, deep understanding, knowing human affairs and universal principles thoroughly, studying with, uh, le- through learning, through observing, through teachings, through constantly trying to be mindful of what life's experiences are, and then using those first two to allow us to Use our minds and bodies skillfully so that we um, can practice non-harming in our life, but we have to be mindful and we have to be we have to have wisdom to carry that out or even if we think we're living a good life, maybe we're not and so these three together intertwining and um, and and encircling um, among themselves are the path that we can follow to get to the last part. Thus progressing rather than regressing, and receiving grace rather than harm, until we attain the great empowerment of Ilwan and become one with the nature of Ilwan. Meaning, in my mind, until we reach a level where actually we directly experience the permanence of Yowon rather than think of it as as an interesting idea. We have the direct experience of Yowon through this practice and our continuing efforts. One other thing I wanted to say before I talk about grace is there's the word in both in viewed as permanence and viewed as impermanence, which seems to me to speak to that these, this permanent and impermanence is something we experience. It's not just something we think about, it's not just an idea, it's something that in our life we directly experience, and we directly experience. Everything in the world through our view, view, I mean, through our direct experience, not just through our ideas or our education, but rather an embodied view of reality that this Ilwan Song is talking about and this practice is leading us to. So coming back to grace, um, because this is the month of gratitude, Thanksgiving month, Grace is mentioned two times directly and one time indirectly in the O-1 song vow. So the two times directly are in the, as impermanence. Um, according to how we use our minds and bodies in the four forms of birth, we transform through the six realms of existence, progressing or regressing, with grace arising from harm or harm from grace. The implication of this seems to be that what we do can either bring us joy or bring us sorrow. can bring us suffering or bring us happiness. And it's how we understand the world and how we act in the world that can lead us in this. And the idea of harm from grace or grace from harm is that in a lot of ways, what's happening in the world to us, our, direct, our experience in the world, isn't, doesn't dictate how we're going to feel. doesn't dictate whether we're going to suffer or not. It's our attitude towards what's happening that dictates how we're going to experience it. So it's proposing that how you live and how you think about things can either make things worse or make things better. And then it says later that if you practice the threefold practice, then you're likely that you will progress towards enlightenment and you will receive grace rather than harm. The third place that grace is mentioned is indirectly when it talks about modeling ourselves after Ilvan Song, the Dharmakaya Buddha, and then when we uh, today read the prayer for world peace, um, I noticed that it said, Dharmakaya Buddha, fourfold grace, which to me indicates that somehow Yuan Song, Dharmakaya Buddha, and fourfold grace are somehow interconnected and equivalent. And I've talked about this another time that Dharmakaya Buddha, fourfold grace, seems to be that the fourfold grace is modeling the mind of the buddha to us in action the fourfold grace shows us how to live grace in our life how to model ourselves on the buddha and his actions how to be a buddha until we are a buddha Um, and so to me the ultimate grace is the dharmakaya buddha fourfold grace in this teaching. So I had a lot of other thoughts that I've now forgotten, but um, I certainly appreciate you letting me share what I was able to remember, and um, thank you for being with me.